Hello, and welcome to... I am introducing the Sonic Shuffle. Give me a second. Let me read <laughs> my brain. Uh, hello, and welcome to Gone Well Hunting, a Hunter Hunter rewatch and repack, recap podcast. That other intro never happened. Do not take a look behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. But, we can't edit it out. Well, it's fine. Now now we have to, to put it in. The, the curtain is see-through. Mm. Um... I am one of your hosts. My name is Devin. My pronouns are he, him. Um, I'm Sky. My pronouns are he, she. I don't know how people usually say those pronouns. I don't think it's that, but that's that's them. Uh, hi, I'm your other student, Keith. My pronouns are fuck. <laughs> I told you my brain is not working. Hi, I'm your other student, Emery. My pronouns are he, she, they, and I love Sonic. We're doing great mm. this time. This is- this is We're... a Sonic... People move around fast in this episode, so this can be a Sonic episode. Hmm. I know nothing about Sonic the Hedgehog except what uh, you, you two lovely co-hosts have told me, so... I can tell you about what we discussed on the last uh, uh, Sonic Shuffle episode that we recorded last Thursday, which was Sonic is a fucking cop. Hmm. Mm. Not yet out, so... You know? You'll have to wait for that one, Emery, but like... That, that one was Sonic Underground... Yeah, that was Sonic Underground, and I was particularly unhinged on that episode. Yeah, Sonic is royalty in that one, isn't he? No, Sonic's... Yeah, they all are royalty. Sonic's sister is, like, 15 and dating, like, a 20-year-old prince. Cool, cool, They're all cops in that one, but, like, they're freedom fighters, but they're extra cop-like. Mmm, I love freedom fighters! Because their one brother was, like, raised on the dirty, disgusting streets, and he likes to steal... (laughs) And they're all like, you can't do that, you fucking filthy thief. Mm. 9-11, never forget. Anyways, <laughs> I think I've had enough of cops for one week. Let's actually talk about Hunter Hunter. <laughs> all right. Do you want to hear about the cops that are going around committing a genocide within the country of, uh, is this East Gorto? Yeah, yeah, East Gorto. We're back in East Gorto. Yes, we are in East Gorto now. Yeah. Yeah, you want to hear about the military takeover and the cops that are going around rounding up villages to slaughter? Yeah, but I we see hear... a little bit before that. I want to hear about okay. martial law. Mm. I can't wait to hear about martial law that is now being implemented. This episode's all about politics, folks. Yeah. This episode is about Tagashi's fun little four-way into par- politics. Mm. I love when writers are like, time to get political. Well, everything's political. Mm. So true. So true, bestie. That's so true. Um... I forget how this episode starts off. I'm going to be very honest. Honestly, it starts off. So, yeah, really before the intro or anything, like Hagia and her, (laughs) his like little thruffle, they come in, they're tired. They've been walking through the desert. They make their, they're, they're making their way to where, you know, where the king took over East Gorto to talk to our, our favorite butterfly violin man. Um, and they basically just like, I, they, they're basically coming back, you know, they're looking for some better game than they can get out on their own. They're looking to boost their power by getting up in here, which I think they're going to talk about throughout this episode, honestly. Yeah, they're like crawling through the desert. Apparently they've been getting their asses kicked for the last few weeks and they're like dying and shitting and farting and they're like, damn, we need more power. And I'm just kind of like. The last we saw of you, you were eating like a talk show host. So yeah. what happened in between then? They seemed like they were doing fine. To be a honest, a lot of with this you. like episode is checking out the other squad leaders and them being like, "Oh, we we joined on to the world, but we got our shit kicked in, so we must go back." And I'm just like, "Wait, 
Wait, I would like to see that. Yeah, none of them are getting their shit kicked in. Man. G2 kind of got their shit kicked in, but then, like, you know, it's still alive and well. Yeah, maybe instead of getting Chichu's ass. Maybe instead of getting his shit kicked in, Hagia was just like really planning on making his living on the interview circuit. You know, just going around and being a famous ant guy mm. who's who gets you know pay, who gets to make paid appearances. But then after he ate a woman on live TV, no one wanted to. Uh, no one wanted to invite him on their show. Yeah, well, that's just rude of them. Yeah, he just got so mad. They were like, "Um, so can you prove to us that you're dangerous?" And he just got so mad at that, and he just he ruined his whole well, career he did, track. Though. He proved it. He did what they asked. Well, he no, did. Like, that's you know... his gimmick. That's what keeps. That's what keeps the viewers watching. Is when he eats the host of whatever show he's on. That's his fun gimmick mm. that he travels with. And like, they asked, they asked for it, and he gave it to them, and they're like, "We can't have this again." And he said, "But you asked." Yeah, and everyone was That's like, "That's what mm, I gave you." I'd like to not hire a new newscaster. I like the one we've got, thank you. And he's like, "But I, I just want to eat someone on live TV." And they're like, mm, "I'd prefer you didn't on our channel." They're like, "We are not that kind of channel." And I say, "But you asked for this." That's right. That's the kind of channel you wanted to be. Mm. The one where Hagia ate somebody on. You know, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes you think you know what you want and then you get it and you're like, oh no, that lion's eating somebody on live TV. These pansy reporters don't want to like, <laughs> don't want to really get into the true grit that requires uh, inviting a live massive lion man onto your TV to, uh, you know, give an interview about how I like to eat people. That's right. Just like in our modern day world, the real problem is journalism. The real yeah. problem um, is fake news who won't report the truth about the lion man who likes to eat people. Mm, this is, that's this is exactly right. This is discrimination against vor likers and cannibal fetishists. Mm. <laughs> and furries. And lions. They made entire movies about how lions are safe to live with. And That's this right. man is trying to say, no, we're not, and I will prove it. Fake media can never be trusted. Anyways, Anyways. that first scene really is just they come in and they bow on the, the uh, poof, like, puts down his violin and he says, oh, is that all? And then we get the intro. I will say that for instra, in, first uh, scene, um, Hagia looking caked up as hell. So yep. just put that mm -hmm. in your back pocket. As always. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's my girlfriend. That's my wife. Uh -huh. Smash. Um, How you looking cheeked up on a right. Thursday afternoon? Um, and after the intro, we go to see some sneaky swimming boys swimming through the bog. They're swimming through the bog. Um, they have their clothes on their head and they swim through the dirty, nasty bog. They come out with thirty leeches and with a leech. Mm. He is there as well. Uh, they throw him back in and they throw all the leeches off their body. You can't fool me. He got eaten to death. Yes. <laughs> but there could be more of him. I don't we I don't know no. if he was a species. He's dead and gone. Uvogin did us uh, one favor before he kicked it. You so know, yeah, there could no, be more of him. So yeah, so go you know, Gon and Kilua, they 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 get dressed, they continue their infiltration and Kilua's just like, "Let me tell you about the totalitarian hellscape <laughs> we're entering." Let me tell you about all the spies and intrigue here in East Gorto. I'm going to say this now. I'm not going to cover any of it because none of it matters. I do want to cover there's a little bit in the beginning. Pilua says, um, yeah, so these people, you know, they go around and they're, you know, they infiltrate and they just always have their eyes and ears out and they get a reward if they report anything. And Gun says, people will do anything just to get a reward? 
Um, which He's 12. was a very funny line to me. But yeah, Kilua goes on to say, like, the gist is like, oh, it's all fucked up. If somebody, de- like, defects or tries to run away, they'll get shot. And their whole family will get shot as a warning for others. And it's just, you know, just a whole lot of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah, they... Basically, Kilua says, East Gorto, very bad. Government bad... Mm-hmm. And Government full of bad. rich, yeah. Also, like you know, talking People about how like all this you know sort of infrastructure is made to keep like the wealthy elite in power, and how like all the you know foreign aid just goes right into their pockets, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's um, what happens when you offer aid to other countries. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, they go, they they come up on this tiny, tiny town, and Kilua says, "Hmm, looks frighteningly deserted." And he says, "Wait here," and he goes to scope it out. He does a fucking spy routine. He does. He does. There is a lot of Kilua doing some cool ass shit in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, With absolutely no one there, it's the funniest part. Yeah, well, yeah. In the, in this case, there really was no one here, no one waiting for an ambush or anything. There's just nothing. So he goes in and then he calls going up and he's like, yeah, well, uh, it looks like this place was fucking destroyed. And um, <clears throat> for there, they kind of put together that um, what they're doing with the rally, they're using the 10 days that are supposed to lead up to the rally to get kind of a head start on um, killing everybody in this uh it, it basically killing everybody in the country, but also screening for like potential Nen users and stuff. So what they're doing is creating confusion by um, staggering like the departure times and a whole bunch of shit. So basically, no one knows when each town is supposed to leave for the rally. So then they're just going in and like killing everybody and kind of burying the parts of the bodies they're not using. They count. They came a bunch of bunch of shallow graves here. Um, yeah, bad job, P2. Yeah, well, so yeah, they, they're putting together all this, and they're like, so they're not even, you know, waiting until that day to kill everybody. That would be way too many people to try and sort through, like, at the rally. So they're just doing it in the towns leading up to it. And um, Gon tries to do some math here, and he's like, well, wait a minute. They would need, like, a whole lot of soldiers to, to do that. Uh, and Kilawa says, not necessarily, because... Because that puppeteer, that uh, that P two with the puppet uh, puppet power, they could probably just pass that on through like a punch or whatever, you know, hey, like don't hypothetically. The source of your trauma. Yeah. They're probably doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, you know, we get a little flash of like kite with the puppet over his head, and Gon's really mad now. Um, <clears throat> hey, Gon, how does that make you feel? Gone. Yeah. The source of your trauma. How does that make you feel? Yeah. So they're feeling normal and good about this, and they decide that, damn it, damn it, something, something's got to get done about this. Someone's gotta, someone's gotta save these poor people. And Killa says that is true. Gone. You will not be doing that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gone. That is not for little boys like you. I shall be going to do that. Yeah, they kind of, they weigh the options. Kilua leaves it up to Gon whether they do the thing. And then Gon says, yeah, let's do it. And Kilua says, you're right. I will do it. You will wait here because if something happens to you, you won't be able to murder P2. And then we would get in trouble with the, the big guy, you know? Yeah. And I, and basically so the I'm reason. So I'm going to go in and yeah. save all these towns myself. <laughs> yeah. Basically the reason that there's even a question of like whether they should not save the people, whether or not they should save the people in the towns is that like, 
Oh, then the then the government then the ants would probably find out about it and mount some sort of like uh you know, response to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Keelwood decides that um, it'll be easier for him to go kind of on his own and, like, work on his own. And he uh, he has a big dramatic moment with Gone where he's like, okay, listen, even if you see people dying right in front of you, you can't make a move, do you promise? And um, that's an ad cut, which is fun. And we come back and Gone uh, decidedly has not said anything. And Keelwood's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm probably just on edge. It's fine. Ha ha. I love this because mm-hmm. I really believe that Gon would not help people in his mental state right now. <laughs> Gon would be like, hmm, I feel like I'll leave you people to die. I have to go see a nice little catboy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're talking about this and walking around, and we keep getting shots to a mysterious uh, pursuer. A mysterious person following them. Who could mm-hmm. it be? They hmm. won't shut up. They won't stop talking about, oh, those guys seem strong. They're probably after the king. Ooh, that boy looks dangerous, but that boy also looks dangerous. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, throwbacks to the beginning of the show where they're looking at this scary white-haired boy and they're going, yeah, I definitely don't want to fight that guy at all. But maybe if they split up, I'll fight this little guy. And so they're like, he's he's having this conversation with himself. I think by now we've gotten a shoot that it's our it's our favorite chameleon guy, that Nen user, whatever his name is. Melioron. Melioron. Yeah. Melioron. So he's back there. Melioron, a, a normal and easy to remember name. That's a exactly right. A normal and easy to remember name, especially when we meet a character later who is named Meruem. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember two names that start with M-E, and I keep wanting to just combine them. Yeah, it's, um... But I won't. It's a lot. Um. Anyway... <laughs> Mel- Malor, whatever. His name is yeah, Mel. Yeah, Post Malone. Yeah, Mel. Uh, our yeah, friend Post Mel. Malone. Yeah, the, the chameleon bro. Um, He is being shoot, basically. <laughs> He's literally, like, sitting behind a bush, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to fight these kids. And Kilua looks back and just makes direct eye contact with him and he's like shit I'm completely invisible how do you even do that um, but then Kilo just turns around and says okay Gone um, have fun and then they split up okay Gone don't you I'm gonna go head off to towns with a bunch of soldiers and probably ant guards and That's get right. into fights uh, and what you have to do is walk through the woods peacefully and not get into any fights right Gone? yeah right Gone? Gone, Gone you're not gonna get into any danger while you're winding through the woods Gone loves following directions Gon says, I would love nothing more to wander through these woods and not get into any fights. Bye. So they split up, and Melioron, I'm already going to do it, is, okay, I'm going to follow the, gr- the green boy, because, you know, he's he's probably normal and regular, and the yeah. white-haired boy glared daggers at me a few seconds ago. So that's that scene. Yeah, and then we go to Morel and Nov's, like, low-key blackmailing this military guy, so that's kind of fun for us. Um, they're basically saying like, yeah, we can give you like immunity and get you out of this country and whatever. You just have to give us all of your military secrets. And the guy's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, that was like really easy. Uh Uh-huh. Once again, we're going back into the idea that hunters can basically do whatever they want in this world. They just walk up to like a high level military guy and like another form power and just be like, if you give us literally everything, we'll secure your safety for the rest of your life. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, that sounds, yeah, 
cool. Whatever. It super works. This guy is super into it. He's like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, and that's the end of that scene for now. We are going to come back to them in a little bit, I think. But um, we next go to Knuckle and Shoot. Um, and they are fighting over whether or not to act. They're sitting in a nest. They are sitting like little baby up birds. in a tree in a nest like little baby birds. It's very fucking adorable. Um, and they're kind of having a similar discussion as Gon and Kilua were, where they're putting together like, oh, people are out there dying right now and we're not doing anything. And Shoot is kind of trying to talk Knuckle down and going like, hey, like you can't jeopardize the mission if they figure out we're after them and we're not able to take down our actual target here like that would be fucked up even if five million people die we gotta do this and knuckles really pissed about that but he kind of like relents during this scene yeah knuckle knuckle does the math and basically says like oh like 400 like 95,000 people have probably already died in this selection process and Mm mm-hmm that's pretty fucked up and you want With me to actually like sacrifice that many number. lives and shoot is like yeah yeah dude because if not then everyone's probably gonna die yeah shoot is like you have to remember that this is quickly becoming a battle for humanity and so yeah we kind of do have to risk those like you know all of those lives and all of the lives that are gonna end in the next 10 days so that we can take out this threat fully this show does like a fun little thing where this arc like really focuses on the numbers of like just bodies stacking up during this like this crisis and i have to be like damn that's such an outrageous number that these people are sliding by but then i remember the first arc where it was like the hunter exam and it was like oh we started off with over like fifty thousand people here and then by the end of it, they were like, yeah, most of them died. Yeah, most of them died trying to get here, but good on you guys for not dying. Good, That's on, so you, good. good on the five of you. Anyways, one of you guys is already dead. And then the next arc after that was the fucking, okay, we go to Heaven's Arena, but who cares about that? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, welcome to this auction house with a few hundred people in it. You're all dead. Yeah, killed everyone in the auction house, then, like, had a separate kill every... Well, okay, Uvogin then killed, like, a hundred people. Yeah. And then, like, when Uvogin killed, they killed, like, every mob person in the city. Like, they just came out and killed anyone who got in their path and just did a rampage through the fucking city. And this like... The show now wants to be, like, these are the numbers we're working with. And I'm just like, God, that's so much. It's like... This is oh man, the numbers that we're doing right now, and I'm like, wait, the show has always had like a weird like thing with like just this, the body count. This show has always had a death count. Like, this is this is just anime. This is just anime power escalation. This is number go up. This is numby go way up. <laughs> this is Dragon Ball Z being like, yes, last week I blew up that city. This week I'm going to blow up the planet, and I'm just like, how can I care anymore? But yeah, just like dark- in Star Wars, how they started off that whole franchise by, you know, having their laser kill, like their their planet destroying laser, and then in like the the new movies, they're like, well, they technically already had the Death Star in this timeline, so how are we gonna up that? Oh, it's a Death Star that takes out a whole fucking star system. Like, okay, just all right, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the power escalation in Star Wars is in the first movie they blew up an entire planet, and in the last movie. Exactly. It confirms that Palpatine canonically fucked. That's right. That's exactly right. We cannot get into Sheev Palpatine clapping cheeks on this podcast. <laughs> I will go for hours. <laughs> Third segment to... today, we're going to talk about Sheev Palpatine. You know? 
There's nothing I would like more, but we need to escape. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, before we get there, um, we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about yeah. And do we need to cover anything else about Knuckle and Shoot? They just they no. They're sitting up in the tree like a cute little baby birds, and they're arguing. Um, they get real close to each other at one point when Knuckle's trying to be mad. And he's trying to do his intimidation thing, mm-hmm. and his pompadour does just like press up against Shoot's forehead and just jiggles a lot. And I think it's very cute that his pompadour apparently has so much gel in it that it is like a physical object now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good. Also, I'm just saying they should kiss. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. Um, speaking of cute, the next scene is uh, Gone sitting in the forest eating fruit, thinking about Kilua and whether he's okay. Gone is back in his roots of just being a filthy little mountain boy. That's right. Mm-hmm. He got he did get a good job for himself, which is sitting in the woods. Yeah, he walked into the woods and immediately went back into feral hog mode. Mm-hmm. And so he's sitting there and he's thinking about Kilua and he's like, he he seems kind of not okay. Should I have gone with him? And then he realizes the leaves fall in like a wrong way. And he's like, oh shit, what's behind me? And it is a snentar, which is a snake centaur. That's what we're up against. A big snake man comes out of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and tries to wrap Gone up. And Gone is like, nah, not today. Yeah. And the he's snake like, boy has oh, a long, Joseph. long tail. He has, he's nothing but tail. Okay, Emery, big, uh-huh. big snake man, smash or pass? Uh, smash. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's so much tail. How can you say no? That's exactly right. Devin got up on me like, how would you even how would you even do that? I did not say that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> what the fuck? What's this a slander? You super did. You were like, No, I, I didn't. You're work. the one you're like, oh, I don't know. It's too long. No, I would sit right on the coils. This fucking get, slander like, going on in. right now. What the fuck? Hmm. You judge me for it. Uh, no, I wanted you to just settle that. So now we're all in agreement we would smash. Yeah. I, I feel like I got slandered here for no reason. I feel like I just got pulled into an attack of something I never said. I wasn't, okay, I was not trying to attack you. I don't care whether you would smash or pass this snentar. I just felt attacked when we talked about it before. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. What the shit? Okay, well, anyways, we would all smash the big snentar man. I'm sorry if I made you feel called out. All right, <laughs> just fucking do that to our listeners. I always anyways, call you out. Anyways, Snentar Man tries to crush Gone. He's like, oh, you're going to get fucked up, kid. I'm going to crush the life out of you with my long segmented tail. It's big, it's strong, and it can crush trees, and it'll crush you too. And Gone's just like, all right, bud. All right, okay. And then Gone gets wrapped up in the snake tail, and this uh-huh. guy's like, aha, I'm going to crush you. And then Gone just kind of doesn't. Yeah, he, he just kind of pushes it away. He does his nice John Ken, I think. He does something, and then uh, no, he, first he's about to get crushed, and then he just like opens the coil. Oh, okay. He just yeah. like he's he just like no. I just remember this fight being comically comically short. Oh, it is comically short because he yeah. opens the coil, throws a snake man, and then punches him. Yeah, and then he punches him, and like literally the next scene is that he tied his fucking tail to the tree. He's in knots around it. Gon says the most fucked up line here next because he's like, well, if he's a snake, and that means he should be good for like at least the next ten days without food or water. So hey, he should be fine. Togashi read <laughs> some animal facts and he got really excited That's to right. draw manga Togashi about it. 
read animal facts, but also I say, Gon, he's tied to the tree. Gon, he, Gon you tied him to the tree. Yeah, the reason It doesn't that... matter if he's going to be able to eat. He's he's going to die because he's tied to a tree. The reason they can, like, you know, survive for 10 days without the food is because they're still kind of digesting it, and which doesn't work as well if they're, you know, tied up. Tied to a tree with no food in their body. Yeah, the, the places where their digestion goes sort of, uh, you know... Sort of, sort of tied up in there. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it, it seems good and normal. So Gon is running through the woods, and he's like, wow, that was a comically short fight. Good thing I won't have another. Oh, oh, rats. Oh, my God, another one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Um, our, our favorite chameleon bro is still sitting in the back, and he's like, damn, that guy is really strong. Maybe I shouldn't fight him. I'm just going to watch him a little bit longer. And then out of nowhere comes... My my favorite power couple. They're both lesbians. I won't hear anything. Um, this is mm-hmm, a bat mm-hmm. girl and our owl boy in overalls. Lesbian power couple, and they're gonna come in and retcon and shit. I mean, not really, but they are for a little bit. You see, yeah. my, my they're gonna come and do a power team up. I I I respect and appreciate your interpretation of these characters. I did read them as like a gay femboy twink and his boyfriend. That's adorable too. They're just, you know, they are a couple, and that is what we will. That yeah. that's what we're going with. They're gay and they're a couple. We can that's, each have it. Our, yeah, that's right. They're gay the and they're only a couple. Thing is that one is the femme, one is the mask. They're gay and they are a couple. That's right. That's all we need to know. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fake. That's right. Everything else is just details. I can have my lesbian butch power couple, like my, you know, femme butch, and you can have your your like, you know, your twink bear kind of big owl mm-hmm. in overalls <laughs> thing. It's very good either way. I love it and support it. Yeah. Anyways, they're trying to kill Gon. They're trying to kill Gon. Uh, They're in love and they're trying trying to kill kill a little boy. That's right. Um, In the woods. Yeah, that was episode. Um, They go through that. And then the next next episode, um, there is a title card of an owl eating a rat. That's like the the screen card that the episode like starts with after the intro. And I just want to bring that up because it like... Do you get the symbolism? I haven't been paying attention to the screen cards up until now, but that one, that one caught my attention. Do you get the symbolism? Yeah, it's um, this owl's gonna eat Gone, but then he doesn't. Well, spoilers, first of all. Uh-huh. Well, um, Gone's kind we... of the main character. We know he's gonna, we, we know he's gonna beat these bitches up. Uh, I didn't know that. Mm. So... Oh, this spoiler. kind of doesn't work with our dynamic of me being like the spoiler free going through the first time. <laughs> like... So Gon is fighting this owl and this bat. Their combination is the owl throws feathers into Gon, which Gon doesn't care about. And the bat tries to fly and stab him. Mm-hmm. And Gon's like, well, the owl is silent, so I don't know where he is. But the bat... The bat makes noise because bats suck and apparently make noise a lot. Yeah, they they have loud, flappy wings. They have loud, flappy wings, and Gon's like, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna determine how they're gonna get me," and he goes through the song and dance of getting stabbed with arrows and not really caring and nearly getting hit by the bat a few times. So he's like, "Oh, every time the." The back of the mm-hmm. So I just need to wait and charge up my punch, and then I'll get him. And the bat's just like, oh, 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 little boy. Oh, little boy, you think you know? You think you got us? You think you fucking got me? 
well, I'll just do a really big stab from up high. Yeah, so like he, Gon turns to just punch her like on the good timing the first time, but she darts out of the way and then shoots up and then uh, the, the two of them have like a psychic conversation real quick where they're like, oh shit, my arrows aren't doing that much. Uh, and like, you know, he can hear us pretty well. He's actually like almost hitting me but I'm just gonna go up real high so he can't hear me for a second. And then I'm gonna just dart down like a laser without flapping my wings. You know what I'm kind of mad at about this fight? Sure. It's all about uh, Gon and them being like, oh, whose hearing is better? Who's using sound better? Gon's thing was never that he could hear real good. It was that he had a great sense of smell. Hmm. Why isn't he- And constantly... really, really good eyes. Yeah, why isn't he like constantly just being like, yeah, He might dumbasses. have had all his sight. I don't remember his ears being particularly like good, but I think the, the sense of it was that all of his senses are just heightened. I just want it to be like, yeah, I don't need to hear you guys. I can smell you both. Like, yeah. I just want him to be like, yeah, I'm just using my sense of smell. I'm just that good. And they're like, what kind of freak kid? I want more people to be like, why is this kid so weird again? <laughs> why are more people being like, Going, why can you smell so good? And him being like, I was raised in the mountains. Yeah, we yeah, have. Once he we got have... his ability, people were so focused on a 12 year old Nen user that they kind of stopped noticing the things that made him remarkable in like the very first season, which are like, I have super senses. Yeah, we have gone back in the mountain. Let's, let's like really play up the feral boy aspects of his character. Mm -hmm. I want this little child to just be like, I can fucking smell you in the woods. And then be <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyways, the bat does a really big dive. Um, it's her favorite technique. She's coming straight for Gone. Gone looks like he's about to do his punch. And then right as she's about to hit him, he, he dodges out of the way and does every enhancer's favorite technique, which is to do a big fucking yell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just fucking screams in her face. Every enhancer knows three things. That is, do big punch, do big yell, eat hot chip and lie. That's and right. And don't quote me on the math for that one. No, eat the numbers check out. Its own phrase now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> eat hot chip and lie is done as one action. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does that. The bat lady gets real fucked up and starts flying around like a weird bug that just got squashed. I don't know. Um... And Gon's about to do his big fucking Jajan Ken on her. And Ryze's about to do it. Oh, what's this? Another punch coming out of nowhere. But who? Who could have done it? No, here's the funniest thing. So the bat is, like, flying away. And, um, like, you know, kind of discombobulated from the shout. And he shoots his, like, paper form up at her. And <laughs> the owl boy, like, just spells it with a rock. It's so good. Oh, yeah, he just throws <laughs> a big throws a rock and it dispels the nen and does, makes it not hit our um, our favorite Batgirl. So it turns out the big owl boy, who was just like, you know, just kind of like a round overall looking boy, like a nice, like a nice dad type. Mm -hmm. uh, now it turns out that he is nice daddy type. Yeah. And that he is big and thick and strong and he is in gorilla mode. He gets yeah. big and buff. Yeah, he did. He, he fucking lifted while he was off screen for a few seconds. Mm -hmm. He was fucking doing some push-ups off screen. We didn't get to see him, but know that he was doing that and he is ready to fucking party. Yeah, and our, our chameleon boy is still in the back of the woods. He's like, you know, watching this all go down and he's so proud of his 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 uh his girls here, his boys here. And he's just like, oh wow, they're like so so good at this. They're like, you know, they start off with these sound attacks and then they finish with brawn because that will can just get big and buff. It's so good that I have them on my squad. Just once they get started, once with their combination attack, no one can defeat them. 
this boy, <laughs> he's doomed. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna survive this. <laughs> yeah. And um, Batgirl decides that it's time for another, uh, this this power we learn is called nauseating noise. So she's gonna sound attack going back for trying to scream in her face. And she's like, I'm better at sound attacks than you are. And she just kind of screams at him. And she then goes- he gets earplugs. Yeah, she screams at him, and Gon realizes that every time she screams, he gets a little fucked up, and then Big Owlboy just goes in to beat the shit out of him. So Gon can't fight it 100%, because he's constantly, like, getting a shit rock by a bat screaming in his ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Owlman's just beating the shit out of him, and he's like, okay, well, check this out. And he makes himself some earplugs. Yeah. That's just... That's about it. Mm-hmm. He also says, like, oh, the thing about your guys' combination is that it's so good that I know wherever the Owl Man is, the Bat Lady will be directly behind me. Yeah. In that same direction. So there's a scene where the chameleon's off in the back, and he's like, damn, this kid's not going to last long, even with his, you know, his his cool Nen techniques that he's got. Um, but uh, is he a bad bet? And so I'm wondering what that's about, if he's really just going to like bring this guy to the king, if that's where he's going with that. We don't really find out in this episode why well, he's just like stalking him. Um, but uh, yeah, this whole this whole battle, the next part I just have like written out because like it's just very cool to all watch. Um, this is where <clears throat> Gone tricks the Batgirl. He realizes they always fight like on, like one will go in front of him and one will go behind. So he waits to get hit by the owl from in front. And then he knows that the Batgirl is going to be behind him. And he uh, tears up a tree and uses it to just swing a big (laughs) gust of wind at her. And she gets blown backwards and it messes with her echolocation. So she thinks there's a huge wall in front of her and she kind of like, you know, gets blown backwards, but is also trying to get back as fast as possible and uh, gets hit into a cliff face and says, Oh shit, the wall was behind me. Um, And she's, I don't know if she's dead, but she certainly that's it for her in this battle. I mean, anytime they're off screen, they're dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, if if, if, if she's he... not dead, Gon does jump up and punch her while the owl man is like, oh no, look at that. Look yeah, at that Gon tactics does, he like... did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gon does jump up and instantly uh, break all her bones. LOL. So I did miss that. Um, and then, yeah, she. so he runs up and kills her. And then he just basically runs at Owlboy and does his Jajan Ken. And then he's like, I made sure to shoot you east. Get out of this country and it's very kind of weird he says, but, uh, that's he says that go fight. back to the ngl yeah which i say go and he does don't send him there either yeah we don't really want these guys anywhere go, go back to that country that you were also terrorizing uh-huh go kill other people there yeah it's uh kind of a lot um but that's yep yeah. That's the end of that scene. And then we go to Kilua being being sneaky in the towns. Kilua is starting a people's revolution. That's right. And I have to say thank you, Kilua, our number one ally. Um, he's going around. He's beating up a bunch of guards who are puppets who are all probably dead already. Yeah, and he kind of did talk through his plan before, but he is just kind of carrying it out, which is that he's going to take out whoever's actually being puppeted and then create chaos among the rest of the town so that they, like, just run away. And they're like, okay, and go warn other towns that if, you know, I guess if anyone's acting weird, just take that guy down and then, yeah, like, warn everybody what's going on. So yeah, he's uh, creating a bunch of problems and we get P2 uh, and like, you know, 
she kind of knows what's going on. She's tracking the situation, but she's like, ah, it seems like they might be trying to draw me out, but this is so frustrating. I want to kill them. And she I has a little kitty tantrum. She has a little kitty tantrum. It's so cute. And it's very good. we go back into, mm-hmm. we go into Poof, who's just like, well, it's obviously a fucking distraction. Don't go after them. And P2's just like, I mean, but it doesn't feel like they're trying to get caught. Like, they're being very sneaky and, like, going to random towns, not leaving, like, much of a trail. Uh-huh. Like, it feels like they're, like, trying not to draw me out. And Poop is just like, mm, but this could all be an elaborate plan to draw you out. Or maybe I'm overthinking it. Oh, my God. Such is the problem of humanity. He's so dramatic. Yeah. I we, love we... him. We get like the fucking flowery like screen card of him. Yeah, we get like the elaborate painted frame of him just having like the most emotional moment of his life as he's just like just thinking about a thing. Like Victorian fainting couch, like back of hand on forehead. Like it's dramatic as hell, and I love him so much. I'm so glad we got this poof so early because this is Poof's character arc. Is he just gets this, but it gets more dramatic as we go on. Good. (laughs) He just gets more and more like this for every little thing. More dramatic and 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 hornier for the king. That's like that's also a key part of his character arc. Uh-huh. hornier more uh-huh. dramatic uh-huh. and it isn't like an internal monologue like we're in anime time and no one knows it's happening it's like a thing that happens in real time and people are just watching him do and say all this and being like bro are you good i okay this is maybe very specific but i like when there's like a telepath who says everything on their mind because like they can read everybody's mind so there's just like no level of like embarrassment or shame or anything like that it's just <laughs> like i'm anguished and it's just like you're taking this whole time to say this everyone in the room is just like bro are you good (laughs) so he's like well i guess if this is our problem we can utilize the three grunts we just got onto our hire and so hagya and his two besties walk back into the room and they're like you saved our lives and gave us power and things to do with that power so now we shall pay you back in kind by doing your job and Poop is just like, yeah, so here's your job. Listen to P2. And P2's like, hey, there's someone knocking out my cool little puppets. Can you go kill them for me? And Aggie's like, oh, is that just the job? And P2's like, yeah. yeah that's also, it. here's a funny phone. Yeah, here's a cell phone we can talk on. We can text. We can't communicate psychically for some reason, but we can text. Mm-hmm. So go out, do that thing, have fun, don't talk to strangers, don't do drugs. And they go, okay, thanks, bye. And they go, P2's just like, not P2, uh, shy, oh my god, UP. Yeah, three I, I was like, room. wait, I was doing the same thing. Like, what's the what's the red demon looking I'm gonna guy's name? I'm going to forget his name constantly. He's uh-huh. going to be like, can we trust those guys? And P2's like, not even a little. Yeah, he's like, not really, but, you know, they're trying to gain our trust, so they'll probably do a good job. They'll do their jobs because they want us to think that they can be trustworthy, which we know they're not. So, haha. And Poop is just like, I can't wait to betray them. Haha. Yeah, Poop is like, well, if they are going to betray us, they should be punished accordingly. Anyways, that's that scene. Yep, that's that scene. And now it's. Will it ever pay off? Who knows? Uh, Even I don't. We gays are having fun. I haven't seen the king this. 
Hmm. Hmm. I. I'm a king. I'm a Yeah, because our uh, hunter, or um, not hunter, our Phantom Troop extravaganza. So, you know, we haven't had him in a while. Uh, yeah, I miss the guy. I wonder what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, I when... know exactly what he's doing right now, but I want to know. When are we going to see the king becoming the most epic gamer in history? I want to see King Gamer Arc where he drops the N-word while playing on Fortnite. <laughs> mm. Heated <laughs> Meruem's heated gamer moment. Meruem <laughs> gets canceled. Wow, I'm unfollowing. I knew he like <laughs> killed a bunch of people, but I can't believe he said the N-word on stream. That's so problematic. I like to imagine that the Royal Guards are his loyal defenders online uh-huh. and will just like just just docks anybody who like, like hey man that was a little bit fucked up when you said that when you said all humans are pigs and should be treated accordingly he's just like there in the other guys mentions like what are you gonna what are you fucking saying dude you want to come fight right now get over yeah. here this is off topic a little bit but i want a light god me arc where he likes to slur and like all of his like slur fandom is like wow i loved what he was doing in the world but you know if he's saying slurs like how can we trust him to kill the right people now and like he gets like doxxed oh man could you imagine marrow with the death note <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know that he would use it because he likes the sport you know also i don't think he would learn anybody's names yeah that's I, yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be like you just have to write down their names sire and he'd be like why would i know their names yeah yeah and i i i can't really see him making the shinigami deal either i don't think he would get those specialized <laughs> he would never he would kill the shinigami somehow mm. he would find a way that's right um, um we get a quick scene of kinoa in a village and there's a bunch of tanks and he's like oh yeah send them all to me i'll i'll, I'll take them all down that is at the end oh well okay we do cut to knuckle and shoot first and Knuckle is like, well, oh, no, he, he does have a scene, but I don't remember what it is. He's doing he, a That's strategy. where he's, uh, in, oh yeah, that's the scene before that is he's running through the woods and he's deciding where to go next. And he's like, I'll skip like the three nearest towns that have a town far away so they can't like follow my pattern. Yeah, and, and he runs about, away from the magic vibes in the woods. Yeah, he's about to run one direction and we see some golden vibes emanating from the woods. And he says, actually on second thought, I will not be going that way. And he, <laughs> he turns yeah. the other direction. <laughs> And then we cut to that scene very briefly to see the magic vibes in the woods, and we go to a mountaintop that has magic vibes, and I say, I wonder who that could be. Mm. And then mm. we just leave that scene to go hang out with Shoot and Knuckle. Yep. Do you ever just yeah. sit on That's top of it. a mountain emanating vibes? That's where I want to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in my mind, constantly. <laughs> I want to be emanating golden miracle vibes, but whenever someone senses them, they're like, I'm going to go the opposite direction of whatever that is. That's right. Golden, ethereal, intimidating vibes. Just like beautiful, ethereal, but also somehow rancid? Yeah. What if, what yeah. if, what if your energy was serene, but also too powerful to be withstood? Mm, yeah, I the, am. I feel too serene looking at you right now. I can't have that. This is the vibe I want to give off constantly. I'm a beautiful blonde bitch who you don't want to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to shoot in Knuckle, and Knuckle's like, well, I'm about to hop out. See ya. And she's like, where are you going? And he's like, well, I've been psychically keeping a track on Chitu, and Chitu has had in quick for East Corto. So I'm gonna go head that off. Turns out the hunter that was sent to deal with uh, them it sucks ass and failed. And she just like, well, are they gonna cross our paths or like what is this? And Knuckles like, no, but you know, 
I'm gonna go beat up G2. Only I can do this. Yeah, he's basically like, my power's still in effect, so I have a greater chance of beating him right now, and I'd like to see you fucking stop me, and Shoot's like, no, I'm coming with you, but we should let Morel know first. Shoot's like, no, we should let Teacher know, though. Like, we should let Dad know that we're gonna be stepping out for a bit, and Mm -hmm. Knuckles' like, oh, okay. And he gets on the phone, and he's like, yeah, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah, but we were about to, uh, and then Morel just hangs up. Yeah, and, and she's then, just like yeah. Knuckles, like I think we're allowed to go. Yeah, I don't know. That's mostly that scene. We basically do cut to Morel's side of it, and he's like, "Well, shit!" And he, ma- I think he makes another call, and then like is off that phone, and he's like, "Well, apparently the guy they didn't get the guy that I requested to go after Chitu, so you know some moron went out there, and we get some more uh, politics. We get hunter politics this yeah. time. I yeah, love we hear about how the, the hunter. We, we hear about how the Hunter Association is not doing just, like, a really great job of, like, containing this whole Chimera Ant thing because they're hiring a bunch of just, like, sort of outside... Con- yeah, temps, essentially, who... who yes, they literally are- said temps in the English. Yeah. <laughs> who aren't doing, like, good, jo- good jobs with it. So they're just using cheap temps instead of, like, going on... Going with, like you know, reliable hunters from within the organization. Um, and Morel's, Morel's pretty mad about it. He's like, wow, they're fucking it up really bad. And I, I forget, this, I forget like, who says like, politics. yeah. And I forget who says, um, well, maybe the vice, vice chairman is doing it on purpose to, to make Netero look bad. And, and, uh, yeah, I didn't know we, we got a mention of the vice chairman this early. I forgot about that little nugget, but he, he's, he's Yeah, we important. get a nice preview into the next arc. Mm-hmm. Gonna, we start talking about elections right now and I'm like, oh boy, can't wait until next arc. Yeah. I where love it's all politics. Into office politics of just the Hunter Association being like, damn, the vice chairman is intensely allowing like a mass genocide to happen because he doesn't like his boss. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> politics. Just like, that's like, exactly right. Togashi no said that's Netero politics. To overrule him. <laughs> there's no way for Netero to overrule him and be like, no, you're sending the guys I demand because the vice chairman is just like, mm. yeah. Netero is busy. Netero is busy making vibes. He Netero can't be bothered busy, with all of this. Maybe not on a mountaintop making vibes. Mm. Good for him. I. This whole thing is just happening because the dude is just like, "What if I got my boss fired?" Because Morel is just like, "Oh, if this gets any worse, if this, uh, if this continues not to be contained, Netero might lose his job." And I'm just like, "Dude." Dude, millions are dying. Yeah, that's that a whole lot. Been, They're should... like, if this goes badly, this could really like turn the election. And I'm like, I what? <laughs> uh, the vice chairman supporters have it out for Netero, and I'm just like, dude, this is not the time. People are dying, my guy. Yeah. Anyways, it's a lot. And then uh, we we af- we go from there to talking about that um, to learning that Escorto is now officially under martial law. Um, and so that's when the tanks start rolling out and stuff. So yeah, I did, I did skip, 
ahead a little bit, but this is where we get our, our boy Kilawa kind of, he's like behind a wall and he's like sweating, but he's like, yeah, bring on the tanks, bring on the whole fucking military. I got this. And I believe him. Cause he's got his mojo back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe him. I believe he can take on a whole fucking army. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Next episode, we do see Kilawa basically take on a whole fucking army. Spoilers. Yeah. It, I mean, he does get nutty <laughs> with it. He goes a little crazy. Well, good for him. They send like a whole fucking ant army after him, and he's just like, you know, I'm I've been feeling myself lately. I just destroyed my mental illness. Mm-hmm. I could take on an army That's right, right now. Um, before we move on to another segment, can we take a second to just talk about how cool an echolocation fight is? D A E. Can we just take a moment to appreciate? Can we just take a moment to appreciate Bottom Carter's amazing acting as the black bat? lady when she did echolocation mm, that's exactly right I, it's just such a cool fight like we got these like it's a cool owl and a cool bat and they're just doing like cool like stuff with their wings and doing yelly stuff and like fighting by like using sound and it's very very cool and it's yeah. a I mean I think that's I, mean, aren't... I, I kind of wish we would have seen them do something before they fought Gone but like, like it's it was a good fight and I liked having them there Bets are an underrated persona, IMO. They're very cute, and they have fucking daredevil powers. That's exactly right. I love bats so much. They're, I they're great. Insane. Anyone that has, like, a sensory-type, like, power or ability that's just like, what if I just fucked with your senses? Mm-hmm. That goes to sound, that goes to, like illusionary magic or like messing with people's minds i'm like that is the shit i just love when someone gets into a fight and i was like yeah but what if i like fucked you up real bad without touching you i kind of wish they'd done like a little bit more with the owl because owls not really have echolocation but they do have those faces that are really good for like you know hearing really well I don't know how that would have worked in, but I think it's such a cool matchup having like the owl with like crazy good vision, but also that like cool, like sound chamber they have in their face. And then the bat who has echolocation, but is blind is like so cool. They were cool while they lasted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't want to go without really, really talking about how cool that matchup and how cool that battle was because it really is so fun to watch. I'm just trying to say, motherfuckers forgot that Gon can smell real good. <laughs> and they should have had the battle where he plugged his ears, and they would have been like, now you can't hear us coming. And he's like, but I can still smell you. And they're and like, huh? And just also, like Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. Or whatever. <laughs> also, we never really visually described uh, this bat and owl, but like... Yeah, the owl is just mm. fucking vibing, wearing a pair of overalls that look overalls? really cute. And no, yeah, I got so caught up in how cute the overalls are on who I have in my notes as Owl Boy yeah. that I did not talk about the Batgirl's outfit. Yeah, which the is bat like all is like, pink, like neon pink zebra. Yeah, yeah, neon print uh, zebra stripe like mini dress and, and with like sexy sleepwear. And, and and a garter around each leg. It it's a fucking look. Yeah, she's got the garters and then the wings coming out. And she's got like she can't see, so she's got like something like a pink like band across her eyes too, mm-hmm. which really completes the look. Yeah. And she's got like short little like girl hair because of course she has to. She's yeah. a girl character, and we have to differentiate the girl, uh, the girl ants out from the boy ants. But um, it, she's so cute, and she like I I like 
when we watched the episodes the first time last week, like not taking my notes, I was literally just sitting there like mouth agape, like, oh, she's so cool. She's my new favorite. And I knew she was going to like die, but you know. I mean, we don't know if she's dead she's, or her bones are just broken. Yeah, she'll be fine. She just needs to go talk to P2. Yeah, all her bones are broken. She'll be fine in a week. That's right. Um, Famously, she needs to get Angel's Breath from Greed Island. Mm, that's right. Anyways, it's all very cool. Yeah. Any sensory sound illusion, any of that kind of fighter power in a show, I'm just like, yeah, I'm in. I'm and all fucking in. Let's they're go. They're just such a cool power couple. Like, they just come in and they're like, yeah, we're going to fuck you up with sound, bitches. Oh, wait, I'm also super buff, too. Like, it's it slaps at whips. It's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that was that. Do we have any real, like, manga changes to go through? Um, I apologize. I did not uh, do anything with the manga this uh, only two things that I really noticed. It was like, you know, a few like minor, minor changes here and there just in like dialogue. But like, yeah, again, once again, we're going very one to one with the anime. A couple of the, the, the two changes that I did note is that we get animal facts in the manga. Like, I know we're already getting animal facts, but like. You know, Togashi mm. did just put in, like, a whole panel explaining that some snakes have an infrared sense and can detect their uh, their prey's body heat. And also talks about how owl, some owls have, like, asymmetrical ears that gives them, like, a really yeah. uh, heightened sense of, of directional hearing. Yeah, just, that's the shit I'm talking about. They have, like, a whole big timpani drum in their faces. It's so cool. Yes, I yeah. will be watching uh, Heaven's Design Team and Animal <laughs> Planet's Attack and Most Extreme right after this. So, yeah. okay, the fact that these are owls and bats, those are two of the animals that I know the most about, and it's it was just a very cool matchup for me specifically. Like, I just love them. And I'm glad that we did get those animal facts in the manga just to be like, hey, you know how cool owls are? They're really fucking cool. They're cool. And we also the other mm-hmm. thing is that Killua does in fact say in the Viz manga when he sees the golden energy coming from Netero's direction, he does say that it has bad vibes. Mmm. Yeah. I mean, Netero so good. Does have good bad translation. Vibes. Yeah. Golden, serene, powerful vibes. Yeah. Golden, serene, powerful vibes, but bad. And also, See, like, I didn't realize that that was Netero up on the mountain. I'm so glad that we know that that golden glow is just gilf energy. Yeah. yeah. Pure gilf energy. Pure, yeah. unfiltered gilf energy. Yeah. Also, Have you ever met someone who has their life so together that you're like, I don't like you? Who's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, so, like, with it and, like, content with their lives that you're like, no, vibes, perfect, hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, yeah, also, like, we never get the shot of, like, that silhouetted figure on the mountain. So, like... Killua just runs ac- across this cloud of bad vibes randomly in the forest, and it's never, like, ex- uh, uh, expanded upon. The thing about going from a manga to an anime is that in a manga, since it is, like, black and white, you just see, like, a cloud of, like, you know, dark energy, and it's just kind of like, yeah, that could be anyone's vibes. That can be any evil vibes. This is specifically in the anime, like, golden, serene, beautiful vibes coming from there. And mm-hmm. he's just like, nope, hit it. Which makes it even funnier that he's just like, mm-hmm. sees the most beautiful aura coming. And he's just like, hate that. Will not go near it. It is funny. It's very much like, <clears throat> like, almost weird, like, 
fae in the forest vibes it's like that seems really cool and awesome i will not go that way like the sort of siren yeah. call of like the weird Ooh. creepy golden vibe that's gorgeous and you're like yeah i don't trust that oh a beautiful meadow within the woods i'm not touching that that's right oh it's perfectly round look at that oh <laughs> a nice little stool <laughs> that's right it's all very cool and i a love nice it nice picnic set up in the woods mm -hmm. i shall not be touching it you know aside from the politics these were pretty cool episodes Oh, you didn't want to hear about East Gorto's uh, extremely bad, uh, evil politics of how their uh, horrible dictatorship? Yeah. That uh, groups, character, families, often to groups, uh, sometimes separating families so that if anyone from the group tries to run away, they can take the families from the other groups and just slaughter them all as well to discourage our running. Hmm. I mean, yeah, there was a lot there. Uh Personally, as someone growing up in the U.S., I'm very, very wary about what uh, people say about the lives of people in other countries. And I know that may I don't know what Japan's relationship is to North Korea, which is clearly like, you know, analogous oh, no, Japan here. has never had any history with the Koreas. Well, no, I just genuinely don't know. Like, I know vaguely, like, some things, but there I... There was never a history of imperialism of Japan within yeah, the Koreas. I'm not going to comment on it because I just... I, I, I know things, but I don't know... I don't, you know? <laughs> like, that's how my brain works. But, like, yeah, having that, like... Ha uh, like, the knowledge that America is a super imperialist state and all the stuff that I have learned about North Korea, I'm just like, yeah, I don't... Uh, this... Th I don't... I'm going to put this out of my brain because I don't think it really belongs here. And also I don't care. Like, I don't know. Just seems like a weird propaganda move on. It's weird. Yeah. You know, it happens. So are we ready to go to, what are we doing this segment? Greed Island or Hunterpedia? I could do a Greed Island. We can do a Greed Island. Who wants to go first? Um, I don't really, I'll, I'll go first because I don't really have anything to go off about. I just, um, I'm still in the process of getting ready for Halloween. So I bought some glow in the dark nails and a cool like glitter makeup palette from like the cosmetics that they're selling at work now. And I watched over the garden wall and Jennifer's body this week. So, you know, we're getting in that holiday, that holiday Halloween spirit. Hell yeah. Girl boss texts Jennifer's body. That's right. <laughs> The world was not ready for it when it first came out, and since then we've all learned. You know, I don't think I've recommended Santa Clarita diet on here before. Maybe I have, but if I haven't, that's a pretty good one too. It's like as I mean, if you don't know what it is, it's a Netflix original that's like zombies and stuff. I've been having a lot of fun with that because it's like it's it's simultaneously like wholesome zombie movie, but like is also making fun of white suburbia in a really funny way because they're trying to keep up their image and stuff. I mean, it it is very like a white show. I won't say it's like, you know, saying anything, but it's a very fun watch. Nice. Mm -hmm. One of y'all can go next. That's about all I have. Okay. Emery, do you want to go or? Sure. Um, I, this week, finished the story of Neo The World Ends With You. Pr pretty good game, Hell I think. yeah. Yeah, like, it definitely, it definitely has some flaws, I think. Like, especially, like, first week, just not a lot happens, except characters being, like, shady and concealing their motives. So that's a, a bit of a drag. Uh, and then, like, in the third week, I hope you, like... 
I hope you like to see a bunch of new characters showing up for the first time in the final <laughs> five hours of the game, because that's what happens. Love that. Um, uh-huh. so yeah, there's, there's definitely, like, some rough patches when it comes to the stories, but I just really love the characters, and they have really fun interactions, and, you know, the stakes feel high in a way that feels earned, at least until there's, like, a big deus ex machina at one point, um, <laughs> and yeah, just, just, a just an enjoyable game, and the fashion is very, very good. Good. I also got the uh, the soundtrack I... and have been listening to that, and it 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 kind of fucking slaps. Ooh. I it, love game soundtracks. Yeah, I would I would sort of compare it to uh, Persona Five, just in that like you know so much of the game is like its music and aesthetic, but unlike Persona Five, it doesn't it's not it it isn't like weirdly sexualizing its teenage characters or being <laughs> super homophobic. So you know, thumbs up for mm. me. Yeah. I need a good I haven't played it, but it has given me a good excuse to uh try to actually catch up on Got It Memorized again cuz there was a long streak there where I was like I fell a few episodes behind, and yeah. now I shall never catch up. Yeah, yeah, I can't follow along with the Kingdom Hearts stuff anymore. I just cannot get my brain to focus on any of the like <laughs> Unchained stuff, any of the mobile game stuff in general. Oh, it is. It goes one ear and right out the end. Yeah, it goes in one ear right out the other for me. I listen to it. I listen to how buck wild and insane it is, and then I just completely forget it. That's. That's Kingdom Hearts, though. That's how I hear all Kingdom Hearts lore. Like, I've never played the games. I've watched Devin play them. But yeah, any of the lore, I'm just like, okay, I'm not remembering any of that. Sorry that happened or happy for you, though. The only things you have to remember are the times that Goofy died and the time that uh, it was confirmed that Donald is the strongest red mage Mm. in the entire Final Fantasy universe. Yeah, I love (laughs) when Goofy died because Mickey was like, you'll pay for this. Well, Goofy died twice. Oh, well... (laughs) <laughs> Goofy died once. <laughs> so Goofy died once in Kingdom Hearts 2 where he got thrown into a big, big rock and n- none of his friends who know healing magic attempted to use it. Yeah, no, he's And fine. Mickey said, they'll pay. That's right. In a funny voice. And then Goofy died in Kingdom Hearts 3 when Mick- Donald used the strongest red mage spell in the universe and then proceeded to die on the spot. And then Goofy went to go comfort him. <laughs> And then also died when a bunch of Heartless ate him. <laughs> but don't worry, everyone else died right after that, too. Mm. Kingdom Mythosaurus Hearts is... said, I'm going to break a timeline. Oh, good for him. Kingdom Hearts is so fucking stupid. Kingdom Hearts is so goddamn dumb. It's good, I love it. They're okay. They'll pay. They'll pay. Maybe I'm recommending Kingdom Hearts for everybody. Yeah. Just like tangentially, just like in its abstract. Just, just watch one of those funny videos where they try to do a timeline on it. Yeah, just just try to just decipher. Find someone who vaguely knows Kingdom Hearts and ask them to decipher it for you. I will recommend the Brian David Gilbert like uh, the, those game videos that he does. Uh, he's got a funny Kingdom Hearts one. That's where I. Uh, I picked up on some of the lore when Devin started playing one of the newer ones and was like, yep, didn't, g- glad I learned none of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day I'll tell you all about the many forms of Xehanort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is, in many ways, just like Palpatine. Oh, I love Palpatine. 
Oh, we forgot to do our funny Palpatine has sex segment. Do you want to go off about Palpatine for a minute? We have some time. Okay, well, first I have to do my recommendation. Um, Based on Halloween, I recommend everyone go watch, if you're okay with horror, watch The Thing, a famous legendary horror movie. Uh, Not because it's scary or anything, or because the effects are amazing, but just because you get to see Keith Keith David and Kurt Russell. Hmm. Just, oh, yeah. just so you can look at those two, be sure. weirdly uh, uh, standoffish, but also tender with each other. Mm, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, um, I'm a X-Files hoe, so I like to watch the X-Files <laughs> episode that is basically the thing. So That is literally just the thing, but they're yeah. like, what if we did this in one episode and there was no Kurt Russell? And I said, I don't care. Mm, yeah, but there is Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. That is true. And I am bisexual, so. That is it's true. Yeah. So anything about Palpatine having sex? Anyways, about Palpatine. <laughs> this is the content you've been sex. waiting for. That's this right. Is the content everyone signed up for. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that for one movie they had Ray just be like, "Oh, I don't know, who my parents are. They're probably important. They left me on a filthy desert planet for no reason." Uh-huh. If this sounds familiar, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the next movie, uh, they have the confirmed character just be like, no, it turns out your parents were just like, just shitty junk traders or whatever. They didn't mean shit. And then in the next movie, they're like, your parents did not mean shit, but they were the children. But your grandparents. But your grandfather did fuck, and he was also the emperor. Specifically a clone of the emperor. So here's the thing about Palpatine fucking. Uh-huh. It should not exist. Sure. Uh, Palpatine is not a man who fucks. <laughs> He's a man who sits there and sits in his office and taps his fingers together and says, nah, more chaos. But that's exactly why he needed to make a clone. And the clone woke up and was like, dude, why aren't you fucking? This shit's great. And then he went off and um ha- uh, had a little baby. Well, I believe that clone only fucked one as needed uh, because (laughs) we do realize in that movie that Palpatine is hooked up to a giant machine on a throne for some reason and he's just like I I did all this so I could suck your force juice out of you one day Ray. So that was that why he did that. He's hooked up to Yeah but as we've discussed. He's hooked up to a big throne in in a room where the lighting is just where someone needs to fix the lighting because it is just flickering and that shit gives me a headache. It's just atrocious. Just the worst. I do want to say about Palpatine, though. We have discussed that Palpatine is somebody who really doesn't plot. I mean, he plots, but he really is just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, he's throwing darts at a board. Yeah, he has so many side plans in effect. I I would not be surprised if he did just make a clone who was like, okay, I'm going to go fuck. And then he was just like hooked up to these machines later and was like, wait. I think that there, I might have a child out there. No, that's exactly what it is. He forgot about Ray until she started getting famous. He's like, oh, yeah, wait, yo, yeah, wait. Yeah, so I, 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 don't, I don't think that clone just fucked once. He was just, he was a fucking fiend, you know? Well, as we also know, it is heavily implied that uh, Palpatine did use the force to artificially inseminate uh, uh, Shmi Skywalker mm, to create Anakin. That's right. He did force fuck Anakin's mom, mm-hmm. so yeah. he is kind of Anakin's force daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Anyways, everyone should go listen to actually a more civilized age where they do lightly get into this. Yeah. 
if you want to hear about how Star Wars is a bad media property that is just the worst. There's so much funny lore about Chief Palpatine. He's just a chaos agent, and mm-hmm. I love him. He's throwing darts at a board constantly. Anytime something comes up, you can kind of hear him just, like, running into a room just being like, okay, um, here's how I'm going to spin this to make it worse. I sensed tension and came as quick as I could. That's all he's doing. <laughs> he, he literally. drama. He fucking builds a fucking galactic empire with the universe under his boot, and he's like, but what if I built a big laser that blew up planets for me? <laughs> What, what if, if I, I caused drama with that? Laser? What if I caused drama with that too? Like, what if I just fucked with people relentlessly? I still love them going back to like, you know, they do the prequels and they had to, they're like, oh, what if we put a little Death Star Easter egg in here? Implying that it took them 20 years to build the Death well, Star. Well, it's very big. Even it's though big they boy. have like the whole outlining it's structure very, built in the end of the big. third one. It's very big. It's, and yeah. They have to figure out how to make it work with only one exhaust port. <laughs> and. And then they bu- and then they built their second Death Star in like a few months between movies five and six. Well, once you build one, it'll, the yeah. other one gets a lot easier. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like the learning process. The sure. learning curve was difficult. Sure. They built and then the first the one with twenty years. They figure out how to build another Death Star that can destroy you know that is multiple even planets. That is even bigger. They built the first one without a blueprint. That's why it took so long. They they were constantly even just though they like did show that we had a blueprint. Yeah, yeah, even though they showed multiple well, yeah. times the Death Star blueprint. Yeah, they had the blueprint, but then they just didn't <laughs> just didn't look at it. They were like, "Fuck this! Who needs they instruction?" They were like, they were like, you know, the overconfident guy who buys furniture from Oki- IKEA and is like, "I don't need these fucking you blueprints." Know what, you know what happened? Um, they we they gave it to Dooku at the end of the second movie, uh-huh. and Palpatine was like, "Well, I can get it off Dooku at any time." But then Anakin kills Dooku, uh-huh. and Palpatine was more into that, like, "Yes, Anakin, kill him." And but by that really time, thinking... it was already half built. He wasn't really thinking about it. No, 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 no. He wasn't thinking about it at that time. So it get it, his plans get lost on that ship, and then they crash the ship, and Palpatine's in full like, "I got to get Anakin to be my boy here quick." That's right. I'm in. I'm I'm zoning in. I can't be thinking about that right now. And then after that, he's like, "Oh shit, where the plans go?" Oh, shit, the Oh shit, the plans! And they're just <laughs> lost to time. And so it takes him 20 years to build it off memory. Mm. And then he finds the plans like, well, shit, now we can have another one back up in a few months. It's fine. <laughs> it just took him that long. He was yeah, really sure. he was really combing through that fucking ship. He's like, damn, where do you set it down? Anyways, Chief Palpatine fucked once uh-huh. and never again. And that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Just for the thrill of the game. On the scale of fucks to doesn't fuck, to knows what sex is, to doesn't know what sex is, I will put him on the doesn't fuck, but only with the caveat that he did fuck once just for the fun of the game. Mm. I still think he had a clone who just really loved fucking. You think there was just a Palpatine up there that just could not stop cranking his hog? Yeah, like, you know, you make a clone and you're like, oh, cool, well, you'll have a lot of the same goals as I do. And the clone is alive and it's like, you are wasting your life. There's so much sex to be had. What like, are you doing? Like, he put all his horny into one clone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like... like- you know how sometimes you make a clone and just for reasons like the clone becomes evil because you know somehow it's like your your alternate your alternate ego or something. Well, if you're asexual and you make you make a clone, then that clone is horny. Yeah, that clone is like, wait a minute. You're telling me you don't fuck, and you're like, no, no, I don't really love it. And they're like, okay, well, I'm 
going to a bar right now. <laughs> so don't wait up. Yeah, like... And Palpatine won't fuck his clone, so, you know... Yeah, you are suddenly concerned with the idea of bloodlines, and you're like, damn, I know I'm not gonna fuck. I hate that shit. But what if I made a clone and placed nothing but horny vibes in that clone, <laughs> and then that clone could go out and fuck for me, and just... And just at least I might get one kid out of it. I'm not gonna know who they are or ever mention them, but I know they are out there in case I need a contingency plan where I need to suck their force juice out of them. That's right. I'll fill them with the force. They'll come to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything about this makes sense. None of these <laughs> none of these plans are ever gonna go wrong. Everything's aligning perfectly. Palpatine decided to make a clone because he watched Kyle XY. Mm. Mm, there's something remarkable about him. <laughs> hey, if Anakin Conceived? No, wait. He does have a mother. Sorry, I was gonna say. Do you think Anakin had a belly button? But he did have a mom. So yeah, it'd be funny if Anakin didn't have a belly button, though. Mm. Would That's how they funny. knew he was the chosen one. They're like, it would be pretty funny if Anakin didn't. Have yeah, a belly he came out and he didn't have a belly button. They're like, why? How was he getting nutrients in there? And Shmi's like, I don't know. I don't there, know. Was was no the, there was no father. There was no father. I didn't know I was pregnant until I had him. <laughs> Just sustained by the force, I guess. Shmi Skywalker goes on, I didn't know I was pregnant. I mean, she's like, listen, I didn't have sex. I don't fuck. It's something you should know about me. I don't fuck. And they're like, we think you fuck. And she's like, I don't. I, I don't. never have. And I never will. Mm. Then she goes on Mari and there's a paternity test, but it just glitches out the whole paternity test. Like it, then she it, goes it, it breaks Mari. all of their machinery. They get shut down before and then the Imperial March starts and Palpatine comes in and slaughters them all. And he's mm. like, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, no. No one's allowed to know. Mm. Star Wars is good. It's something. Star Wars is good. Star Wars is very good. It's... Everyone should watch the Clone Wars cartoon and see how bad it is and then sit there and be like, wait, so how did no one know Palpatine was evil when he's constantly just being evil into the, in the background? I, again, I love how Clone Wars is a show where nothing happens because it technically can't happen because we know what <laughs> happened after it. Yeah, and that's what the prequels were too. Exactly. That's what all Star Wars okay, is. Okay, but you can you can kind of, you know, they, you know. they could have done something with the prequels. We can't just say that prequels are always bad. I can and I will. A lot of times they are, but it is weird to also introduce in the middle of a prequel series, like a show that's supposed to take place between two of the movies well, where yeah. not that much time happens. Yeah, it's in the process of like three years. Yeah, exactly. It's three fucking years. <laughs> yeah, it's a three, three Three years, it's fine. Uh, a lot happens and nothing happens. It's what Star Wars is about. Yeah. Anyways, is that all we got for this week? I, th I think so. I think we ran yeah, out yeah, of content 20 uh -huh. minutes ago. <laughs> I just, I could go on a Palpatine soapbox for hours. I love sure. the guy. He's uh -huh. a funny little man. Mm -hmm. um, he is pretty funny. That's a real prequel I want. That's a real prequel I want. It's just Palpatine. Just, just doing that. God, uh, little Palpatine the... prequel. Palpatine little Palpatine. Palpatine as oh a baby God. being super evil. Yeah, I would love like a Mandalorian style, like, you know, wholesome family fun, except he's just evil. <laughs> I just want Palpatine through the years. We get angsty teen Palpatine. We get little baby Palpatine. We get Pal like... You mean, you mean Palpatine? Oh! Coming to NBC Family. <laughs> Um, 
we get like fucking put put the young Sheldon actor in like a bunch of old man makeup. Oh my god. Yeah, no. What is needed for this is young Palpatine, but he always looks like a decrepit, horrible old man. Mm-hmm. Like he always just looks yeah. like that, and no one knows he's evil. Like he's always just hunched. He's always like wearing a dark robe. He's always just like and now. We shall vote yeah. on Model UN. I would love if we could see, like, he developed. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine as a child. Palpatine as a child is just regular Palpatine, but smaller. There is no other possible <laughs> way no this could difference. be. I would love to see if he, like, developed the Emperor persona really early. So, like, as a kid, he's, like, doing the whole, like, shitty, like, you know, he's doing his shitty senator stuff and being manipulative, but then sometimes he puts on the cloak and then he's really evil. Yeah, and then he does his real plot. Okay, he but just pulls like a bathrobe out of but his when he was ex- room. Yeah, but when he was experimenting with his, you know, evil villain attire, what looks did he try before he decided on the Ooh. black robe? Oh, he went extravagant. He went so extravagant. Yeah. He was just like, I gotta have. You think he? You think he had a tumbler phase? Do you think he would? He definitely had a Tumblr phase, and he definitely just like posted the most heinous shit constantly. Yes. He definitely like had a bunch of accounts that were all known for getting canceled. Yeah. Like just, just he, he, awful Palpatine shit. is the cybersmith. Palpatine started the. One he definitely he. He definitely had a formal wear phase, and he said that swag is for boys. That's right. He had a formal wear phase. He did look like. Funny um, Tom Felton in Harry Potter with his waiter suit on. Mm-hmm. He did still look like a decrepit old man, though, like just awful. So he was walking around the halls looking like that. And then he realized he can't like also put on like a hood or anything with that because he's like, well, then no one can see my fancy suit. Mm-hmm. And he did finally concede that he would just need to wear like a big bathrobe when he was doing his evil emperor shit. That's right. I think he had an emo phase. He had like a specific like Gerard oh, way like punk know rocker he phase. He had an emo phase. He had like a, a weird phase for a little bit where he was like way into like, you know, glitter and like glam rock look too, but that one was pretty short lived. You know he had an emo phase. You know he had an epic atheist phase too. Oh, Oh, yeah. Like, he is a space wizard, but you know he was epic atheist about it. I feel like we're describing Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, they're the same person. <laughs> They're the same fucking person, except Anakin's a bit more of, like, a gun-ho cop. Hmm. What if we had Hayden Christensen to play young Palpatine? You know what? what Actually, what, they're not the same what, person. Because Palpatine... What do we more... think about the fact... Go ahead. What do we think about the fact that the Star Wars equivalent of an atheist is someone who doesn't believe in the Force? And Sheev yeah, Palpatine, as we... And Sheev Palpatine does have to be an epic atheist because we have decided this canon. Mm-hmm. I want to circle back to Anakin and Palpatine aren't the same person because Palpatine's the dude who's in Model UN who takes it way too seriously and makes <laughs> everyone feel bad about it constantly. Anakin is the dude who is on a local sports team and just is always one second away from like just killing somebody just like you're always certain that they're gonna snap at yeah. any second but he also did propose to his girlfriend of two months mm-hmm. at the ripe old age of like mm-hmm. 15 so they're not the same person because palpatine would never do that he would never propose to anybody he is still in motto un making everyone feel bad yeah anakin's like the weird gun guy at your school yeah <laughs> anakin's the weird like gun guy who's like and palpatine's I'm- the weird straight a's like my. Model UN guy. 
Yeah, and the, they're best friends for some reason, and no one knows why. <laughs> no one thinks it's weird. Alrighty, let's do plugs. Anyway, so Young Palpatine show would actually <laughs> kick off. We're doing plugs now. <laughs> yeah, this is a plug. It's a plug for the future show I'm going mm. to be bankrolling. Mm. I will contact uh, Steve Disney, and I will get uh, Steve Disney to make my show Young Palpatine. Mm. If we can get... 20 seasons of Young Sheldon. I get 20 seasons of Young Palpatine. You can find the podcast at gonewellhunting at twitter.com. You can find our email at gonewellhunting at gmail.com. You can find me at Groovin Gasly or maybe find me at my new account, which is just Young Palpatine. Um, that's it. All right. Well, you can find the podcast on Tumblr at hunting. You can find me on Tumblr at Dinkus McDonald. And then you can also find me on Twitter at sky underscore bird 36. Uh, you can find me on furaffinity.net. My username is Space Robot. I do commissions and stuff and draw personas. Maybe I'll draw a cute Batgirl for you if you commission me. Maybe I'll just draw a cute Batgirl because I feel like it. I'm allowed. <laughs> I have rights. <laughs> what would Chief Palpatine's persona be? Chief God. Palpatine's persona. Uh. I mean, my instinct is to go Fox because he's so wily, but he's also so slimy, so I don't know. The seismitoad. I was going to say seismitoad. He does, he does <laughs> the look. He does the glare, but the always with the smile. Seismitoad. You can see seismitoad doing all those left turns at Anakin in the one scene. Here is the uh, trick of this, though. Yoda is also seismitoad. Mm. I will mm. not explain my logic. Mm, no, no, I see it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> listeners... This has not been an episode filled with light. You know what episode? This episode was light. This was the serene vibes coming from the woods that Kilo is like, I'm not going near that. Mm. So I promise we'll be more coherent next week. Well, go I make by. no promises, but go and buy everybody. Uh, yeah, I cannot. I cannot in good conscience promise that. We have to promise them something good after this travesty. Hmm. Go and buy everyone. I mean, go and buy. <laughs> uh,